1: Hi, I'm Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series at Next Chapter Podcasts. Aditi Brennan Kapil is a television and theater writer, director, and actor based in Los Angeles. Her recent television projects include Away on Netflix and American Gods on Stars. Her play Orange premiered at South Coast Repertory Theater. Imogen Says Nothing made its premiere at Yale Repertory Theater. Her first play, Love Person, is a four-part story in Sanskrit, American Sign Language, and English. Her displaced Hindu gods trilogy, Brahmani, a onehedra stand-up comedy show, The Chronicles of Kalki, and Shiv, based loosely on the Hindu trinity of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, premiered at Mixed Blood Theater in Minneapolis in 2013, and have since been produced across the U.S. and in the U.K., Romani and the Chronicles of Kalki received an unprecedented double nomination for the James Tate Black Prize from the University of Edinburgh in the UK. Aditi is also the translator of Next Chapter Podcast's latest play on podcast series, Measure for Measure, presented in collaboration with New York's Fiasco Theatre. And that's why she's here with me today. Aditi, welcome to the bonus content series for Measure for Measure.
0: Thank you. It's good to be here.
1: It's great to have you with us. Is there anything in your introduction that I got wrong?
0: I don't think so. It was was exhaustive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wanted to get the whole story in there. Uh, How did you discover Measure for Measure as a play that could be translated into a podcast series?
0: Wow. Translated
1: um, into modern English, I should say, and then a podcast series. <laughs> and then all its ultimate goal, a podcast series.
0: Uh, Louis Douthit at um, play PlayOn uh, contacted um, myself and my dramaturg, Liz Engelman. We uh, enjoy working together very much, and she was wondering if the two of us would like to take on one of the plays, um, one of the translations. And she had a list of Oh, I, I can't remember how many remained. There, there were quite a few, there, there, like some of them were taken, um, but uh, there were at least 15, 16, 17, something like that still on the list available for, for grabbing. Um, and uh, Liz and I took a look at the list. And I mean, first off, I actually kind of loved the concept of it. I grew up in um, other countries. Uh, a large portion of my upbringing was in Sweden. So the idea of um, Shakespeare in translation is not, um, I didn't have the visceral reaction in opposition to it that a lot of people did. I was like, well, that's how I saw Shakespeare once upon a time. And uh, Shakespeare in other countries is wildly popular. I think partly because people also understand it like (laughs) a little more. Um, But, uh, and also I love Shakespeare. I come from acting um, and directing. And um, I, as an actor, I love Shakespeare. I love tangling with verse. I love the layers. I love the scope. I love the kind of fearlessness of his storytelling um, and the poetics of it. So we took a look at the list and um, I think I was like, Cymbeline, maybe, Um, but Liz, was like, no, Measure for Measure. I love Measure for Measure. And I didn't quite remember Measure for Measure. Um, So I reread it. Um, And then I remembered why I didn't remember Measure for Measure. And it's because I had in my head all of these sort of tropes from the age of melodrama about what Measure for Measure was. Uh, A lot of mustache twirling, virginity, threatening business um, which I think I didn't um it wasn't it wasn't to me the most compelling of Shakespeare plays. It just seemed a little bit like,, yeah, okay, sure. That's melodramatic. Um, but then I reread it because Liz felt so strongly about it, and I trust Liz so much. Um and it it was not what I had in my head from the age of melodrama. It was so much more complex and it's so smart and it's so tight. It's such a, it's a fast play, you know? Um, It's a a play that's organized so brilliantly around a philosophical debate um, about morality, about leadership, about human nature and human sexuality. Uh, It's current it, it like it everything that I had sort of assumed and that I had sort of shoved it aside is as maybe not my favorite Shakespeare play was just wrong um so I called Liz and I was like yeah I'm on board for measure for measure totally um um so that's how I made my way to the play on version of it then then ensued uh three plus years of agonizing over every syllable um and making sure we understood the play as profoundly as uh, we felt we needed to in order to honestly translate it and truthfully translate it and translate it for a contemporary audience in a way that fully respects the craft. I mean, the, this, the master craftsman who created it for his contemporary audience, um, that respects the comedy, that respects the the intellectual rigor of the debates embedded in it um and then we completed our task and you guys uh said hey let's make a podcast and then came another layer of adaptation which has actually been fascinating um and it was really really like uh, a delight and my good fortune to be able to uh, rope in fiasco theater because we have had a sort of, we're on opposite coasts, but we've had um, kind of a creative conversation ever since they um, uh, did a workshop production of my play Image and Says Nothing, which is also a Shakespearean riff because I do enjoy Shakespeare. Um, and uh, I, I, I enjoy them. I enjoy their actor-centric way of working. So um, the fact that they were willing to come on board and Jesse was willing to direct it is just like the best. That makes me super happy. And I think that brings us up to date.
1: Most definitely. I love the uh, fact that the way that you described how Shakespeare is received in other places where English is not spoken or is not everybody's first language. Was it your first language, English? It's my third. What were the first two?
0: Um I was uh so I'm half Bulgarian, I'm Bulgarian on my mother's side, Indian on my father's side and I grew up in Sweden because that's where my parents emigrated to. Um and I was born in Bulgaria, my first language was Bulgarian. Um we then uh were in Sweden. Um and I went to Swedish kindergarten and my second language was Swedish. Um, and then very early, um, my parents sent me to the International School of Stockholm where um, English was the language of um, use. Um, so I learned English third, but I was very young. So it's not like, you know, I learned it as an adult or anything. I, I learned English at age six.
1: This is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with the creatives behind the scenes. To listen to the full interview, join the Play On supporting cast for just $5 a month, which by the time you hear this might be less than you'll pay for a gallon of gas. You'll get in-depth interviews featuring some of the most brilliant artists working today. You'll also enjoy ad-free episodes of the Play On Podcast series. Subscribe today for $5 a month. Join the cast. Go to ncpodcast.com and sign up today. Thanks for listening.
0: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.